Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Defend the Podcast. Uh, my name is Ben. I'm joined by, uh, you're probably very familiar with them at this point, Joe and Jameson. Uh, here we are. Another piece of content that features the three of us. Go uh, go, go figure. I um, want to thank you so much for, for joining us so far. Uh, this is our first podcast here on Facebook. Um, and we've amassed so far uh, over 2,000, over 2,100 followers, I think now, on Facebook, which is... Uh, a tremendous in my opinion um it's been really great to see the support that we've got so far uh, and we want to thank you so much for for making this leap with us whether you followed us uh from youtube uh or are new just based on our our consistent live streaming schedule uh we're very happy to have you as a part of our community and uh yeah i'll, I'll, I'll speaking of community i'll pimp out uh, discord uh we're on discord twitter and instagram uh and all the links should be featured prominently on the channel so i'm not going to Spend too much time there, but uh, we we have a bit of podcast experience. Uh, we mostly just spend spend our time talking about uh, news, as well as uh, what we've been playing lately. Uh, I think that's kind of what we've been. Uh, it's been a while, boys. We, it's been a while since we've got together. There might have been. There might have been a lost recording. A may have been. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah. we don't have to. You know, we don't have to talk about it. It's just. At the time, it was three hours of lost, just lost moments and memories. That's that, okay. That well, just the three of us. It was our work. best work. It was our best one. I, I course, actually yeah. think it was yeah. our best podcast. <laughs> yeah, naturally. I actually think and, it was. Uh, so the, those are just conversations and memories that we'll have to share between the three of us that'll last a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, that'll just be exclusive to us. And uh, sorry, everyone out there who has to, um, you know, live with that missed opportunity. Uh, boys, uh, despite the fact that we play games here on on facebook.com slash defend the house too uh we don't really get a chance to talk about them very much or or what we get a chance to play off stream um, yeah well we we give like vague opinions on our discord but i i usually try and shut my trap because me and jameson do our review thing on defend the house youtube channel so i kind of like to keep my opinions of things a little bit vague and because we're doing podcasts it's another reason to i don't know kind of just shut your mouth until we uh, get together and have a proper chat about it so we don't talk that much about or i don't talk that much about my opinions on recent things so coming up in this episode i have got a switch i played mario and i haven't given you guys any opinions on what i think of the console Not really, eh? i definitely haven't talked no. about mario yet i may have said some things i like about the switch mm -hmm. um i think also we're going to talk about a strange rpg that came out called kingdom come deliverance and also, I want to know your opinions, Ben, on Monster Hunter World, because oh. I, I I grabbed you a copy of Monster Hunter World for streaming reasons and to see if we could make any content with it. And I really didn't think you were going to play much of it. I remember telling you, I was like, don't worry about it if you don't want to play it, because I didn't want you to force yourself to play it, because I, I kind of felt like you were going to force yourself to play it. Um, and it's been kind of surprising to see that you've kind of got into it. It's surprising for you. I mean, this it was a game that uh, doesn't necessarily check any of my immediate boxes, and oh. um, here I am, thirty-five hours uh, later. Nice. Uh, just so uh, enthralled by it. Um, wow. Are we words. talking about? Are we, are we? Yeah. Are we talking about this now? Are we just gonna yeah. do this now? Let's smoothly uh, segue into it. Yeah. Uh, so, how do you feel about uh, Super Mario Odyssey? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> all right, all right. I thought you were going to go to Monster Hunter. 
Very smooth. All right. Do you want me to start with my Switch impressions? Love to. Okay, so I've been meaning to get a <laughs> Switch. God, I hate you guys. I've been meaning to get a Switch for a while now. And my main reason for not getting it is because the library wasn't very extensive, or at least I didn't want to play much on it. I picked up Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. Whew, that was that was quite the experience. So that really narrows down the, the Switch library to, like, Odyssey, Mario, Rabbids, and maybe Splatoon, maybe a bit of Mario Kart, but those first two Mario titles are, like, the real uh, sellers for me. But some financial things happened. I was saving up to move out of my flat, and then that didn't really pan out, so I had some spare cash, so I just kind of impromptuly just picked one up and was like, fuck it, I'm just going to grab you one. You did the logical thing of... I have spare money. I should spend it all right now. Spend it immediately <laughs> on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. And I picked up the Switch, which is such a... I don't know why I did it, because I'm pretty deep when it comes to my uh, current rotation of games. I'm in the middle <sighs> of Monster Hunter, really getting to the end game of that. I started Kingdom, Kingdom Come Deliverance. I was playing Hollow Knight. I have, like, five to ten games that I'm currently playing, so... I, th I think we all, uh, as a just pillars of this streamlined and efficient community i think we as a group constantly have a 40 games on the go between split between the three of us like we never we are never low on games to play we are back i feel like, just I feel like so jameson busy. is much cleaner with his rotation of games than maybe me and you i always i pick up like 10 games and start playing them all at once <sighs> yeah pretty good about burning through them one at a time mm -hmm. or you know maybe yeah. three at a time yeah, yeah. And I'm really bad about going back to old games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I did not. I did not need two more Mario games. I also started doing a full Halo marathon on the live stream. <laughs> I, especially, I, I I got a kick out of that because you got the Switch, you got Mario, and then you had already just undertook. Because you, it's like you, I think you started Halo One, and then you were like. It was the same day as you were about to start Halo 1. You're like, oh, yeah, I just ordered a Switch. And then it came the next goddamn day. And I was like, man, that really sucks for you that you got to play all seven Halo games or eight Halo games uh, when you could have done this on stream and you really fucked it there. Yeah, yeah. things I don't know about streaming, uh, streaming Nintendo stuff because they're really weird uh, with oh, content yeah. creators. Yeah. They want you to sign up, sign up to their weird program and take your monetization. So I don't know. That's something that's mm. on the, the to-do list before I start streaming any Switch stuff. But I'm going to talk about the console first. And then I'm going to talk about my brief time with Mario Odyssey. I haven't touched anything else on the Switch yet, but I'm looking forward to. So you were a, you used the glorious Wii U kinder, kindergarten Tonka mm. Toys tablet, Ugh, yeah, um, which was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And you and I definitely had issues uh, with hand cramping. I remember yes. on that tablet. I mean that whole th that tablet is just terrible. Yeah, but it's awful. Um, the hand cramping was one of them. Anyways, I was just remembering how terrible the wii u tablet was yes yes in it's contrast with the switch i think i think yeah i think one of the th <laughs> one of the things i really like about the switch is how tiny it is mm -hmm. and there's not yeah. much to say about the size of it but um my desk setup is like i got my two monitors and then the ps4 and the xbox are like squeezed behind and the xbox is so big it's kind of pushing my monitor forward and this, oh. this, the Switch is just, like, sitting on the side of my desk, like, in front of my monitors on its side. And it takes up no space whatsoever. No. I have, on the right of my desk, I have, like, this little thing which holds, like, pens and loose bits and bobs that you have on a desk. And it, that's, like, wider than the Switch. And I really like having it right in front of me so that 
anything that involves like a little bit of waiting, I just pick it up. <laughs> yep. I just oh. pick it up. And it's Especially like, with Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's... When I first got it, I was doing it for like stupid things. Like something was happening in a game is buffering. I was like, nah, fuck it. I just pick up my Switch. <laughs> just because like the novelty of being able to do that was so satisfying. But I'm, um, I'm really impressed with the console itself. I've been mm-hmm. playing it mostly in handheld mode with the two things on the side because I haven't really had time to dedicate towards like just sitting down and playing Mario for like three hours like a normal video game because I've got a lot on my list. So I've just been using it when I'm waiting for stuff to happen or when I'm taking a dump in the morning. I'm going to say it. I've been using it that way. Mm-hmm. So I've been we're playing all th- it. We're all thinking about it. We're <laughs> all thinking about your dumps. We're all thinking about it. Think about it. So I've been playing it uh, with the Joy-Cons, is that the name of the stickies, yeah. mm-hmm. on attached to the tablet in my hand. Which yeah, I, like a like a portable, proper yes. portable classic console, yeah. Um, and I think it feels fine. I think it's pretty comfortable. Um, I don't think if my gaming rotation list was a bit low, I don't think that's the way I would be choosing to play it. Uh, the first way I ever played it was like the way I think most people play it with one in each hand. Just wanted to see what it felt like. And that felt very, very comfortable. But my situation right now is I, I spend like all my time at a desk. This is my entertainment center and my workstation. Um, I don't really have a way to like lie on a bed and then look at a different screen at the moment. Uh, I'm looking into moving into a flat. So I'm really, really looking forward to putting my Switch in the lounge and just lying down on a sofa with the Joy-Cons. I'm really excited to do that. Flat to you North American listeners is uh, apartment and lounge is uh, living room space. Living room, yes, yes. (laughs) Thank God for that. (laughs) I play most, I pretty much only ever play the Switch now uh, like in standard handheld mode with the controller snapped onto the screen. How come? And mm, I don't know. I, I... I don't want to hook it up to my TV mm-hmm. because all the games look just terrible on my TV. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, a big-ass TV running at 720p. Um, and things look really sharp on the screen because mm. it's a 720p screen and all the games run at 720p. So it's just like, you know, pixel accurate, all that. And it's just sharp. And... Um, I don't really, if I'm playing in portable mode, I don't, like, I like being able to take the Joy-Cons off, mm-hmm. but I don't want to it's good prop. To, it's good to have I that want, option. Yeah, it's nice to have that option, but I don't, like, prop, like, I don't want to prop the screen up somewhere, and it's because it's so tiny. I want the screen right up at yeah. my face, yeah. and the only way to do that is uh, with the with the Joy-Cons, and I don't know, it's just, I, I never really have had handheld gaming platforms, like, yeah. I never had a game boy or whatever and you just happen to have the the most powerful one it's just nice to be able to grab it and sit wherever however and just play it play it uh just you know right right in front of my Mm -hmm. face and i don't really ever if i were to play some play something for like a longer period of time i would not play like that because it wears your elbows out and Mm -hmm. you know holding it up like that for a while but that's my preferred way to play because it's like 15 minute bursts and it's perfect that way for me yeah I think I am really, really impressed by how clean it is as a piece of hardware. And the flexibility is the best novelty I think Nintendo has come up with. I've always thought Nintendo were a fun company and they've always done weird stuff with hardware. I grabbed a Wii on day one and I was on that train and I really, really enjoyed the strangeness of waggling a stick and interacting with a video game. But 
it didn't really add much depth to the gameplay. It was a bit of a gimmick. Uh, I tried my sister's uh, 3DS, mm. and I was playing some Zelda game on it, and I was like, whoa, this is actually 3D without glasses. Like, this is cool. And then after like 30 minutes, I just kind of went back Your to... Your eyes were falling into your head. I just went back to 2D because, yeah. like, if you tilt the 3DS yeah. at a weird yeah. angle, like, it, it goes all blurry gone. and strange. Yeah, so you have to keep it really straight. So I think they're really clever with hardware, and I like that there's a company in gaming which tries new and weird things. But I feel like this is the first gimmick which actually translates into something useful, not just something interesting. What I like about the hardware is that, like, it feels like a an expensive sturdy piece of hardware mm. yeah like it feels sort of apple like you know where it's dense oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. not gonna bend and it, it's clean you really know, clean slick. yeah it's and just it a, seamlessly a, works in all input methods whether you have the controllers attached to the yeah. sides whether you have them loose or the joy con guards or whether you're like, using yeah. the controller uh <clears throat> attachment the, as well compared to the build quality of the wii u tablet it's like a completely different company is mm. making it I think uh, it's a real design achievement that it's a tablet mm-hmm. thing, gaming device. You chuck it in, in in like two seconds, it's on your your TV. And you can mm-hmm. also slide both of the things off and it becomes a two-player device. That's really, really impressive yeah. to me. And it's yeah. just aesthetically pleasing to look at. And when it comes to the actual console, I've been using, you know, the store, having a look around and the, the UI is simple and clean. And I just, mm-hmm. I think I think Apple products is a good comparison. It's It's just slick. It's very slick and satisfying. Some people have definitely said that it's like lost a lot of the UI charm that was there in prior consoles, but um, I don't really care about that. Like, it's still got a little bit of charm there with the sound effects, mm-hmm. and everything else is just clean white backgrounds or black if you do dark theme, and everything is snappy. And it's it's sort of like the PS4 UI, but even simpler. Where yeah. It's just like here are the games, here's the store, here are the settings, done. That's all you need, yeah. you know. I'm yeah, also surprised like how how the the ease of use is almost persuading me to rebuy games on the Switch. Oh, definitely. Like, oh, man. I was yes. thinking the other day, I think I'm going to buy Celeste on the Switch and start again from the beginning. You should, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, like, I was just looking at Celeste, I was like, why am I going to launch this on Steam and sync yeah. up my, my Xbox One controller when I could just play it in, like, five to ten minute bursts? That's why I think that's going to be long-term. Now that you have it, that's going to be something you find yourself doing a lot, where it's like Mm. any indie game, new indie game, I don't want to play it on my PC. Like, why should I? I I want to play it on the Switch because they're always, you know, those games, like they're never going to have performance issues. Mm. They run perfectly. You can play them for short bursts. Um, So like there might not be a lot of Nintendo exclusives, but I think all of the little indie games yeah. really make have been making up for it like yeah. substantially i have barely put my switch down if you look through the game library there's a lot oh. of stuff on it yeah. like and every just... week there's like 15 games coming mm. out and, and i remember seeing a, a direct that was pretty much just like i think they sprinkled in some first party stuff but there was a direct that they did that was a lot of just uh indie game with yeah. brief, brief switch and i was like i la like i think it was before i had a switch but i was like oh this is poor like why does anyone care about this? And now that I have a Switch, I'm like, I want every indie game yeah. that has ever existed on this console because this is the comfiest way to play. And uh, to touch on on the buying games again, like piece, like imagine playing, like I haven't picked it up, but imagine playing Skyrim on the Switch. Like imagine just having yeah. it in the in your hand. I don't know how it runs. I, I think I've heard mixed things, but um, just the versatility of the console just is so appealing that like I I. If 
if I'm not playing with somebody, I play Rocket League on that before I play it on PC. And that's yeah. like the performance. The performance is uh, black and white. Like it's 30 frames. Textures don't look great on the Switch, of course, compared to, to compared to PC. But just the ease of access and the comfort are are and the and the you're playing it. Like you pick up the Switch, you're playing Rocket League or you're playing whatever you want. That is just something that that PC can't do. It's something that that PlayStation can't do, and you can't walk away with it. Mm. Yeah. 100 percent the yeah. indie stuff definitely makes the platform like the exclusives oh. have been great especially because i didn't play zelda on the wii u so the nintendo exclusives thus far have all been phenomenal mm-hmm. and even like the weird third-party exclusives like uh uh mario rabbits like that stuff's all great but the switch stuff makes it uh i think uh yeah pretty I... hard pretty hard to like feel bad about <laughs> buying i think now i have my hands on it and i mm. kind of understand it better it's maybe one of the most impressive innovations in a popular area of technology that I've seen in quite a while. It really feels like the first time I saw like an iPhone or an iPad mm. back in the day, and I was like, "Hey, this is something I know." But this one company's taken it like a few years forward, and like I haven't seen anyone touch like portable gaming in a long time. And I didn't think I gave a shit yeah. about it. I think that's why I wasn't interested in the Switch because I was like, oh, "I'm just gonna use it as a normal console." And now that I've got, it, I'm like, "Oh no." I'm actually going to use this as something to carry around and lounge around. And I'm like, wow, they've actually made me interested in an industry and a part of gaming that I couldn't care less about. Yeah, because up until now, it's been like 2DS, 3DS, and the Vita, or yeah. the PSP even before that, which, like, yeah. I think mobile mobile technology, mobile GPU technology has come so far in the last couple of years, and now it's like, oh, you can play big boy nintendo games indie games and xbox 360 games and even a few other weird things like doom and wolfenstein on this you know yeah. mobile tablet I mean, which think, is really think, cool you gotta think about like the size of the 1050 ti like how small g like pc gpus are getting and how they're able to to find a way to, to yeah the fact that they were able to innovate to put it into the switch is remarkable but yeah it is impressive it, it, it is a perfect blend of of desktop like pc level graphics technology coming down to be and then the hybrid of the the mobile market coming up to meet it yeah. with something that's as big as the switch yeah. i don't know it's just a good 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 the blend. idea that you can play skyrim on an airplane is amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's so cool uh even if it's a six-year-old game that's yeah it's very um whatever it's very comforting to see them supporting some new third-party developers that you haven't really seen in nintendo's rotation and yeah. seeing them more open to some like M mature games like Dark Souls is come well, on it's not really that Doom, violent for God's but sake. Doom 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 and Wolfenstein Wolfenstein too yeah. yeah seeing stuff like Dark Souls coming up on the Switch is just really weird and it's a it's a nice step in the right direction and I haven't been excited to be uh, with Nintendo for a long time and I think yeah. the Switch is going to be huge oh yeah it already is and it's not even year one finished yet it's yeah, yeah this is going to have a, a big life and uh, yeah. I'm glad I jumped on. It was at a weird time and it's a bit impulsive, but uh, it's going to be yeah. an interesting, interesting couple of years with the machine. So, how's Mario been? Yeah, Mario Odyssey. So, I'm not very far into Mario Odyssey. I just got to the wood, the wooded oh, planet. Uh, yeah, you're oh, not you're, very far. Yeah, oh, you're really, it's a little yeah. baby boy of a game right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, you guys know how far I'm into the game, and if I have seen what the game has to offer, um. So far, it's it's not really doing that much for me at the moment. Get out! Shut up! <laughs> uh, I find 
I find the stuff that sticks to the regular formula of the, the 3D Mario games the best stuff in it, which is usually the doors which have the hat symbol on it. And then you bust yeah. through those doors. Uh, the one I just did in the Water Kingdom, there's one where you you can turn into a zip. And there's this mini level designed specifically around that gameplay aspect. And you're like zipping through things. And that's what I loved so much about the Galaxy games. Is you get to a, a galaxy in Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. And the novelty is you can pick up a drill bit. And now you can drill through the entire planet and pop out on the other side. And they design this little spectrum of planets and puzzles around drilling through them. And it's like the Mario games, 64 and Sunshine, that they pick one weird thing, like Zelda Dungeons do this as well. And then it's like, here are some gameplay and level designs around this concept. And the area, the areas in Odyssey which do that have been my favorite part. And I haven't really so far got much out of just walking around the level and like spinning a hat on a fountain and a moon pops out and like yeah. butt stomping on a sand dune and a thing pops out and then i go to toad and he's like there's a there's a star up here a moon up here and then you go and you do like one tiny thing which takes 30 seconds and it's just it's not really doing anything for me it feels like it was designed specifically around the switch the fact that the switch is made to be picked up in like minute increments so it had to be like, you can't make Mario levels, which last five to ten minutes. They have to be uh, rewards every one minute, every 30 seconds. And I, I'm really just not getting anything out of doing these micro puzzles. Uh, the thing I like about Nintendo games is seeing them do creative stuff with level design and platforming and solving a 30 second puzzle, answering a riddle for a, like a sphinx. It's just really not that entertaining to me. Yeah. But that is... That is just kind of one part of the game. There is still in every world an overarching level design and a progress and a boss at the end. And then within each world, there are kind of little micro levels, kind of like uh, Breath of the Wild shrines. And it's, I just feel like 50% of the game is finding random moons all over the place. And then the other half is actual level design and changing into the weird animals and objects to solve those. And I'm liking half of the game and not really getting much out of the hide-and-seek moon type stuff mm -hmm. yeah i think i liked the like the for the main sort of campaign playthrough it was like it's so easy to to just like get enough moons to go to the boss to go to the next kingdom yeah and um the stuff i liked in that game was uh just seeing all the different gameplay things you like all the different gameplay variations uh when you possess things mm -hmm. uh you know all the different mechanics that stuff's great uh, the I really liked. I came to really like it only after I had uh, beaten the campaign and was going back into the levels, you know, and being like, okay, there's still 25 moons here. Where how are they hidden? And really having to think about like little secrets or little gameplay mechanics. Um, that was when I really came to like Mario Odyssey a lot. Um, mm -hmm. But I definitely know what you're talking about. Whereas like. And especially because you're still really early. The yeah, I'm still early. You know, you've you've done the Cap Kingdom, the waterfall, the desert, the, the desert, and then the water, the first water one. Yeah. And like the desert one's really good, but like yeah. all those other ones aren't. The, mm -hmm. the, de and, uh, the desert one has quite a few of the sequences that I really like. There's a lot of bullet yeah. bill type stuff in the deserts where you're flying around and figuring out puzzles using the bullet bill. But then like you play as the 2D Mario thing, which I, I know comes up later on. 
but you do it for like one tiny little spiral and then it's over. And I'm like, no, yeah. I, w- I want to see more of that, which I, I know I'm early in the game and I'm sure they will bring that back in more. Yeah, the kingdom, the kingdom quality is definitely a problem in that game where it's like some of them are just boring and you're in my least favorite right now the uh the the forest kingdom okay yeah and the water one prior to that it was also not i didn't like either but um some of its kingdom quality you know sort of uh, related to that um but i think yeah once you beat it then going back if you feel like it you Mm -hmm. know if you have the desire to to go back and really start to explore the environments and like try and find where the frig they've hidden 20 30 moons um mm-hmm. that was when i really started to enjoy it because there is so much stuff in every single one of those kingdoms and a lot of it is really 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 well hidden uh, yeah. and is clever um i i am enjoying it i'm having a good mm. time i just really like the focus of the past mario games like mario sunshine is such a weird game where you just have a jetpack which shoots out water and they designed a whole like 30 hour campaign about around this one mechanic Mm-hmm. And the galaxy games are just you're in space, and each one of these yeah. spheres has its own gravity, and it's just I find it so fascinating to see how far they can take this one core concept. And in Odyssey, it just kind of feels like they had like a thousand ideas, like in the bin, literally like, a thousand. I yeah, it like, it's uh, literally a thousand. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, uh, why are we throwing away all these ideas? And like, well, we can't make them into a Mario game. Each one on their own is not really that good. And like, well, let's just shove it into a mishmash game. You can just turn into anything in one of these games, and it kind of it feels a bit uh, loose and wild and all, all over the place, which yeah. is which is fine because it gives it a, a strange personality. But um, I I'm early in the game, so I don't know why I'm reviewing it like I finished yeah. it. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I will probably That's come back next podcast. And yeah, tell you definitely, I, um, definitely impressions. I wouldn't even consider. Yeah, I wouldn't even consider that game like a traditional platformer. It's it's an exploration game first mm. and foremost. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. But and, I and I like that. I like that type of. I like doing that in games, exploring and just you know doing little things. But um, I I think the Mario Galaxies are the best platformers ever made, the mm. best three D platformers ever made. They're just I I fucking love space, and they're just so insanely creative, and I I said from the beginning I didn't think it was going to beat it, but we'll see. We shall see early days, and I'm interested to see where it's going. But um, it's very fun to pick up, play for 10, 15 minutes, find like four moons, and then just put it back down. Mm. It's a good relaxation game mm-hmm. for the most part, and uh, the personality goes a long way. Oh, just so just being yeah. like, it's so positive and delightful throughout. Uh, yeah, but I'm hoping. I'll be curious. I'm just going to say, but I'm hoping by the next podcast, I will have. Used my Wii, uh, use my oh. Switch, use my Switch in a few different ways. Maybe played some multiplayer games locally. Um, hopefully, I'll have my flat by then set up in uh, chilled lounge mode, um, and maybe played a few more games. Maybe picked up like a Mario Kart or a Rocket League. Maybe even used it while traveling. Who knows? And mm. hopefully, I have got a bit further in um, Odyssey and played some Rabbids. So very early days for me on the Switch, and hopefully this podcast can be like a little roadmap and journey as I get yeah. to grips with it better. If I can offer you a piece of advice when it comes to Mario Odyssey, one thing that uh, I really had to once I let go of it, it actually made uh, made everything a lot more enjoyable. Don't get hung up on the kingdom you're in right now. Just like don't the, like the wood one. It, just any no, just in any general, of them. Yeah. yeah. Don't okay. get hung up on them and just uh, like, and that's not to say like get the bare minimum moons and then keep on going. But 
uh, play it, play a space until you're like, uh, you know what, I'm getting dull of this area, and then like, yeah. or it's like once you start to feel that twinge of this area is getting dull, progress and then go to the next yeah. one. Because that's what I've kind of been doing. Yeah, and yeah, really let go of the because I know what that feels like. I, when I first got to the sand, the sand kingdom, I was like, holy shit, this kingdom is massive, and I like I. I got to get all the moons here. Like this is nuts. This thing is this this space is humongous, and they're got to be hidden everywhere. And so it was, it was daunting and it was scary. And then I kind of, like it was always at the back of my mind. But as I kept going and I was like, oh, three kingdoms later, and I still hadn't gone back. I was like, okay, you know what? That's fine. Let's just keep going it to the. And it felt liberating, and it, it allowed me to enjoy the game a lot more when I just gave up that completionist, irk, that. Uh, or urge to go back and try and find all of them in one given area immediately. And once you let go of that and kind of let yourself just explore every kingdom as you feel, and then, eh, I'm done here, I'm just going to go to the next one. Go to the next yeah. one and, and definitely play it based on how you feel versus thinking that you need to complete. Yeah, I think I, I have mostly been doing that. I was doing the Sand mm -hmm. Kingdom, and I got to uh, following what Jameson was saying when you guys were talking about Odyssey in the past, where I was giving him some coins... And he was showing me where some moons are, and I did like yeah. five, five to ten that way, and I was just like, Pfft. "All right." I, I don't think, think you need to do time. that until well, you've beaten the game. Yeah, but yeah. I was, I yeah. was like, "I'm ready. I'm ready to see a new location now." I just moved mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 that was when I, that was when I enjoyed it the most. Was after beating the game, doing another pass through every kingdom, getting all the other sort of obvious moons I missed, and then doing. Pass number three, mm -hmm. talking to Toad, yep. getting you know eight or ten markers on the map, and then going to and being like going to the spot on the map and just thinking, I have then no idea some, how yeah, there's a moon right here. Yeah. yeah, and then you really have to look and think, and you find out where the moon is hidden. That that was when I was having my the most yep. fun with that game. Yeah, I, I would agree with that method completely. It's just about get to the end game, and that way, well, because then and then the 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 entire galaxy is your oyster. Um, you can really pick and choose where you want to go and. And yeah, it gets, it gets really a, a lot more liberated after that. Um, once you finally complete, and that end game's really good stuff too. That I think yeah, you'll really yeah. enjoy. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely would would say I initially felt pretty similarly about Odyssey. Like the first, you know, basically playing through the campaign, I was like, yeah, this is fine. Like it's you know adorable and fun and creative, but it's not like doing a whole lot for me. And that was when it. It was only after I'd beaten it that I really started to like it a lot so yeah still early yeah, days i'll be curious so yeah. yeah i will let you know next time we come back how things have progressed excellent but that pretty much uh, wraps up my first impressions how are you guys uh how are you boys getting along with kingdom come i i'll let james i've been talking a lot so i'll let jameson take have, lead in kingdom come have you played any beyond your stream yes i'm 10 Did i got like... 10 hours into the game oh okay um okay. i got to Hmm, come on, you brain. got through the opening. <laughs> yes, I just got to the bit where you get to like this horrible murder scene where a bunch of people have killed oh, wild yeah. animals, yeah, yeah. and then I fought some bandit in the woods, and it took me like to reload my save twice to beat him. <laughs> and then I've just been doing some side quest stuff. So pretty okay, early yeah. game stuff, but I'll let you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll let you take lead. Uh, so I have like I think nineteen, eighteen, nineteen hours in. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, my last play play session last night sucked. Uh. My last one was rough as well. Yeah, I it think was the I, first time. Mm, go ahead. I opened a chest. Oh no! Um, and someone said you're stealing, so I was like, "Oh no. shit!" And I reloaded the save because it failed a quest for me, and it was like 30 minutes back, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm, I'm gonna go play Monster Hunter." 
<laughs> this is why I have the uh, the mod installed that lets me save anywhere. Me too, whenever. but I just wasn't being careful enough. Oh, you have that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The, so like all of my time with it had been has been great up until last night, and I'll just say why last night sucked. It was a uh, it was sort of the end of that quest that you just started. It's a long series of quests mm-hmm. where it's like figuring out who uh, raided that village and killed all the horses and people or whatever. Um, I, I think that's where you're at. And uh, it ended with you and like 25 other uh, knights or swordsmen or whatever um, storming a base way up in the in the hills. And um, getting to that base, I had to like go scout it out first. And it's that game has weird traversal issues where it's like, here's a bush. And you can't you can't walk yes, through the bush. Yeah, I've encountered that. A lot of the big, sort of man-sized bushes you can't walk through. And my clothes made me really noisy, and I was like scouting it out. And from like forty feet away, one of the enemies spotted me and started chasing me. And I was trying to run away. Oh, and they just like, chase you forever. Yeah, and I was getting like stuck in bushes, and then I like called my horse and ran away, like rode off, and then got off my horse, and it said I was still in combat. And like forty seconds later, he showed up. He just like chased me <laughs> like a mile, and so I got on my and I was like at ten HP, so I got on my horse again and rode even further, and eventually lost him, and then slept and did more scouting. There was a lot of save reloading, and then you raid the the encampment uh, with a bunch of friendly soldiers. And uh, it's running like crap because when there's a lot of AI on screen, everything goes to shit. And and then there's like a lot of fighting and you can't heal throughout any of it because you're in combat the entire time. Uh, thankfully, all the enemies are, are they take they go down way faster, but it's still like, you know, 25 enemies oh and then boy. another 25 enemies and then another 25 and then there's archers and i was getting stuck on like the stairs going to kill the archers and then it's triggered a boss fight and i was at half hp and bleeding and i can't do anything about it and i spent like 20 minutes trying to kill the boss and then eventually uh before almost jumping with my computer off the balcony uh, i found a cheat engine table that made me invincible which let me finally kill the boss and then finally, after all that, returned back to the quiet town where your 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 friend, your lady friend is, and your little uh, riverside cottage. And I was like, okay, now I can get back to playing Kingdom Come that I like now that this quest is over. <laughs> and I haven't played any fa- past that because I was like midnight <laughs> last night. Uh, the stuff that's really good in that game. Okay, let me back up. That game I think is actually really great, and I like it a lot, mm-hmm. except for that last play session. Um, there's something very, uh, I don't know. It's probably it's very, very. It seems like a very charming game, despite its flaws. Yeah, and it's unique, and um, not not a whole lot else out there. People don't really realize that it's more of a simulator than a. Yeah. RPG. Well, it's an RPG, but it's more of a simulator than like a typical Western fantasy game. Yeah, I said to Joe that I think when you started your stream, it was like, I think the best hybrid is it's like Skyrim without any of the magic stuff. So just like the sort of open world freedom of Skyrim combined with an immersive sim like Deus Ex or Prey, where it's like, you can just sort of play this game however you want. and um, and it, But it's a giant open world. And yeah. And uh, yeah, so that part of it's it's a neat game, I think. And uh, you just play as a normal, useless, dopey guy. He's useless. Um, he can't even read. 
He can't read. Yeah. He, he can't read. He can't swim. He can't sword fight. He can't bandage himself. So he's a baby. He's like he's completely useless. He's rubbish. And honestly, the way he's written and voice acted, he's a little bit of a dope. Yeah. Like he's, he's like bit, oh, my name's Henry. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds just like him. I'm here to help. Uh, I'm here to help. I'm the blacksmith's son. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, I'm yeah. Henry. And, and and everyone's like, oh hello! And everywhere you walk around, every single person says, "Hello, Henry! Nice <laughs> to see you!" And it's like, oh, I'm Henry. Hello! <laughs> like you're just like the village idiot, sort of. Yeah. Um, no one respects or likes you. Of anyone to play though in a game like that. Sorry to to cut mm. off, but like very seldom do you get to play John Everyman, who's actually John Everyman, and yes. not like John Everyman turn fucking gi joe yeah absolutely yeah he it definitely seems like he's going that way in in a sense but he is still a a bit of a dope and yeah it's charming it's lovable it's Um, it's weirdly immersive and compelling because you feel like you are this chump because if i was stuck in medieval 16th century czech republic i can't remember where where, where it's set close enough i wouldn't know what what the fuck to do and i'd be terrified and i would be destroyed in every fight and there's this weird (laughs) I, I want to keep playing because I want to see Henry be competent. Not a weird a relatability to not yeah. knowing shit all about I, I just want him to be like century. a capable knight. It's not like I want him to save the world. I just want him to not be shredded apart by everything that looks at him. And it sounds like by the end game, you are a fucking death machine, which sounds, sounds awesome. really satisfying yeah, to get Yeah, really there. satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now, if you're fighting more than one guy, it's interesting. You can fight like a bandit, just like some schmuck that tries to rob you. And he's just got like a, a stick and, and you just fucking cut him in half. Like, you know, they don't, they're not a problem. But when you get someone that has armor on oh, and God gosh, forbid yeah. there are two people with armor on that you're fighting, you're Wolf, screwed. Like yeah. you can't do it. It's, it's so hard to fight them. And it's sort of frustrating. Yes. There's some to lose. stuff. Especially because the combat is weird and clunky and not very, I don't know, it's not elegant or fluid, yeah. let's say. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of like that, even though I do get frustrated by it, where it's like, I can't fight two of you because of course I can't. Run away! And it's sort of enjoyable. And the archery is impossible as well because you have no reticle and uh, that game is so weird. But mm-hmm. um no, I, I really am liking it a lot more than I ever thought. I really thought it was just going to be, you know, oh, it looks nice. There's some sense of immersion to it. But, man, this is a janky game. It sure, it, like, I had no expectations for the writing or just general quality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I haven't really had much in the way of bugs outside of the first, like, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen anything. That's good. Um, I think there are definitely clunky aspects of it, like the combat and and traversal yeah. and some of the menu stuff like it's all a bit clunky but most of it is so much better than i ever expected like the world is extremely immersive and convincing and nice to be in um the writing and cutscenes are way better than i thought they would be uh and there are some did you you haven't seen the drunken priest scenes yet have you joe <laughs> no, no i haven't Okay, because like some of it, it's like really genuinely excellent, uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's I I want to see it all through, and I I really am liking it a lot. Aside from that last play session, there's yeah. just there's something very very unique about that game. Uh, I I have, 
I have found that I've had to be in quite a specific mood to jump into it for a few hours, especially oh, since my main games in rotation have been Monster Hunter and Kingdom Come. So they're quite contrast in action and yeah. excitement. So I haven't played it for a little while. It's exactly my type of game, um, you know, sort of like Prey or or similar. And it helps that I was really in the mood for this type of like I was I had recently installed Fallout 4. You know, I just yeah. I just wanted a big, open, quiet first first person game. And um, I, I like games where I can just just fucking relax, you know, just yeah. pl- just take it easy. Like uh, I'm doing some inventory management and I have to eat and get my clothes laundered. And I you also, know, oh, God, I encountered an enemy. And I like how the and, hmm. the timing stuff is handled. I, yeah. a, bit, a big like advertisement point for the game was like the world goes on without you. And I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. sounds a bit stressful with yeah, that, managing all these quests. But it's very, very obvious. The quest will say you have to meet this person at noon and you have to go to this thing at dawn. And if you miss that, you've missed it. But it, it's quite easy to stay the course and not to mess up any of your quests. The only thing you have to be careful about is fast traveling takes real time and you see your little guy walking on the map. So you have to plan where you are. When and it can be interrupted are. as well. Yes, <laughs> which is kind of a pain in the enemy. ass. Yeah. Um, but, but I, yeah, but I like it. Um, <laughs> I do too. Uh, you also smell so bad that people just don't want to talk to you sometimes. <laughs> I just <laughs> talked, to a, I talked to a guy Relatable. recently and he's like, hurry up, idiot. I don't like the smell of you. And I was like, oh, man, I haven't taken That's a bath awesome. in 10 hours. Yeah, I try yeah, to play video games to get place. away from real-world life experiences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I the... Do, um, hey, go on, Ben. I was going to say, I do have a question about... Because uh, the the persistence of the world is something that, like you said, it stresses you out. That's something that uh, hearing about it stresses me out. Um, but it, it kind of makes me spiral off into another question. That's something that uh, really worries me about games like Skyrim... Or big, or even Witcher, big open world RPGs is the persistence of time, and so I gotta kind of ask, uh, as admittedly somebody who hasn't completed The Witcher or someone who hasn't even completed Skyrim per se, just due to the fear that I'm gonna miss out on something that is going on on the peripheral. Um, is this the first game that you guys have played that really does feel like things move outside of your guys's vision, uh, where things are actually progressing beyond your control? that you don't, don't know. necessarily it, have exact finger, fingers in. in. In my experience, it just sort of feels like Skyrim or Fallout, where it's like, you know, there's the promise that things are moving all the time without you when you're not, or when you're not, you know, mm-hmm. pursuing them. But I haven't, like, yeah, you know, you can miss, you can be late for arriving for something, but I, I haven't had anything, I haven't missed anything, and it hasn't felt like a, uh, chore okay. or anything uh, like I, for I, I me, would, just would, the way I'm playing. I would kind of disagree and say yes, a little bit. Okay. There, there's been times where I haven't really planned my sleeping schedule well, and it's the middle of the night, and my energy is full, and like you can't do anything at night. No. At least where I am in the game, like everyone's asleep, and sometimes you try and like wake people up, and in, in, in Elder Scrolls, they just wake up and talk to you, but they just go fuck off. I'm sleeping in this game, mm. so <laughs> it's like nighttime, and I've got twelve hours. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm just so gonna it wait. Sounds, it sounds to me like they've given the player more responsibility as opposed to actually developing a really living, persistent world. They've trusted the player to live an actual normal person life and meet people on time. And then if yeah, you fail yeah. to do so, therein lies repercussion. Or if mm-hmm. you, or yeah, like you say, or if you mis- mismanage if you, your time, yeah, yeah, then therein lies repercussion as opposed to, oh, like, 
uh, two miles away in a city that you have no idea exists, somebody shot somebody else and you had no idea and you couldn't do anything no, about it. No, it's not something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's more yeah, minor that, than that. Damn, yeah, okay. That's, that is how I thought things might go, and I suppose that's always a, a creeping fear as to where I think games already are, but evidently we aren't there yet, thank God, so I don't have to dread going back to maybe finishing <laughs> no. Skyrim or continuing with The Witcher fearing I've missed it. I don't know why I have such well, a hard FOMO it, it, with RPGs like that. In the case with The Witcher 3, you never, ever, ever have to worry about that. Nothing, like, if you if you say, you know, if you have a quest and it's like, we need to meet here right away, you could come back to it, like, 20 hours later. They don't care. Like, The Witcher doesn't have any of that. So you're safe from that in The Witcher 3. But uh, it's definitely present in Kingdom Come. I But it just hasn't, like, gotten in my way yet just because of the way I'm playing. Um, no. Like, I've had one instance where it was, like, clearly glitchy where you have to go to the town of Neuhof or whatever it's called to to examine the the scene of the crime where mm-hmm. there's been a massacre or a raid and you have to follow a bunch of other guys on horseback and i was following them perfectly i was like 10 feet behind them and i arrived and talked to the captain who was at the front of the line and he's like what the fuck henry you are so late we've been waiting here for hours and i'm like i just arrived i was following you the whole way <laughs> and it's like you know so it's sometimes like the game just gets a little glitchy or, oh yeah or the, the quest janky, stuff especially but... seems to be a bit confused a lot of the time yeah mm. but the time stuff hasn't gotten in my way i just no, not at all. i i keep to a pretty normal schedule it's like go to bed at you know 2300 hours wake up at 4 a.m yeah get to it uh, if you so keep that schedule that's really helpful because mine's all yeah. over the place yeah but i'm also fine with things because it's sort of one of those immersive sim type games i'm fine with if it's if things sort of spiral out of control but they haven't yet um, yeah uh, so yeah. yeah it's it's i like it a lot i, I really do yeah um, there's a real authenticness to some of the mundane activities you have to do in the game yeah it really yeah. feels like you might just be doing it in real life like there's one hunting quest which goes on for like oh 40 minutes <laughs> yeah you, like you're really just hunting you wake up at like 7 a.m and he's like all right we're gonna go hunt uh, rabbits meet back at noon and it's like noon i've hunted you go hunting and and i've i catch like eight or ten or whatever and skin them and it's been like an an hour in game time and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) for so long but it's kind of it's kind of part of the charm though it is i have to sell the vision yeah i i yeah i didn't go i went into it expecting to enjoy parts of it um but i didn't the, the amount with which I genuinely like it and genuinely think it is good mm-hmm. uh, surprises me. Yeah, it's and, very interesting. Um, and I want to see it all through. I still feel like, I only just feel like I've really gotten into the groove of it all. And that's, you know, 18 hours in because it's apparently quite long. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very um, determined to see Henry become good. I want him to become a god of death by the end yes, of the game. Yes, I want to kill like, everyone as Henry. Like the the black knight fight in monty python i just want to like tap everyone and they just like ex- you know limbs fly off and <laughs> yes love that there's no there's none of that though there's no limb severing in this game Every, when you kill someone they just frump down into this weird rag doll and it's hilarious yeah it's a bit janky <laughs> oh yeah yeah that part for the most part the jank has just been charming and it hasn't gotten in, in my way mm-hmm. um it feels like an old like 2005 RPG that was brought forward into the uh, Unreal Engine. Is it made in Unreal? No, it's uh, CryEngine. CryEngine. Cry Engine. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, yeah, it definitely has some old school feeling elements while also still being fresh and unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's cool. a really neat game. Yeah. 
I'll just quit. I I picked up Bayonetta one and two on the Switch because I had never played them. Yeah, please played, tell me about this. I played like ten minutes of Bayonetta one on the three sixty. You know, back when it was mm. new, and I was like, I, I think the demo even. And I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. And um, I so yeah, I don't like hack and slash. Uh, I don't really like platinum games for mm-hmm. the gameplay for the most part, except for Vanquish, which is more of a shooter. Um, hack and slash, not my thing. Yeah, Bayonetta is a hack and slash game. I have it on easy. I think if a hack and slash fan saw the way I was playing this game, they would be just enraged <laughs> because just it's spamming just, one button. And it's just, no, it's just spamming all the buttons. Oh, excellent! <laughs> it's just spamming the height, uh, heavy and light attack um, in really no order whatsoever. I'm yeah. impressed. Oh, it's not like you're doing it right. I don't know, but I'm having, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, the gameplay, you know, it's it's yeah it's fine the gameplay parts of it but the uh the real appeal of that game is the cutscene stuff um <laughs> yeah I, I played the first one i should say i beat the first did one. did you play all the first one yeah i finished it okay cool yeah um hearing that bayonetta 2 is better than this game in every single way is exciting because there's a lot of cutscene stuff in this game that it's like bordering on one of the crazier games i've ever played <laughs> it's cool. from a pure style point of view it's so absurd and um like, Bayonetta is a cool lady. <laughs> like Ben, do you, do you know anything about Bayonetta? Uh, like I've seen a lot of like I've seen gameplay and I've, I know who she do is. You know, and I... Do you know the part where her bodysuit is made of her own hair? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, her worth are, and her shoes are guns. Mm-hmm. Her shoes have her heels have a gun holster basically Ooh. and trigger mechanism somehow. I don't know how it works, mm-hmm. but she has four guns that she can shoot at the same time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the first cutscene of the game is like you and another witch fighting the like hell angels not the hell's angels but uh angels angels. of hell i think or maybe they're from heaven i think maybe you're from hell and the angels are from heaven i'm not quite sure the story is complete nonsense but you're doing it on the side of a clock tower that's falling off of a cliff and it's like 10 minutes long (laughs) it's like that everything is like that it's awesome it's yeah so the the gameplay i don't really care about it's fine it's you know just a mess of twirls and hair and guns um but the cutscene stuff and and some of the gameplay stuff where you're in these weird crazy cinematic moments um is really amazing and i'm really looking forward to playing the rest of it all the chapters are really short they're like 10 minutes each so it's a nice tasty i mean i'm on easy so they're like really fast it's like Um, a snack it is yeah so each chapter is like 10 15 minutes put it down play the next chapter the next day it's great and um it's got weird pacing issues where you like fight four enemies, you get a score screen, then a cutscene starts, and then another cutscene starts, and then there's another fight that lasts four seconds, and then it's a boss fight, and then there's a random insta fail QTE button prompt that comes oh, out of nowhere, yeah. and it's got weird issues, but the style um, and pizzazz of the cutscenes is so so good. Um, Bayonetta also the most probably the most like hyper sexualized character I've seen in the oh, game. Oh yeah, she's like fully nude sometimes. But she nice. she owns it. It doesn't feel like But also empowering as well. Let's it doesn't yeah, it doesn't feel like weird. It, it's like she knows it and she loves it uh and she weaponizes her it. sexuality, yeah. Yes, uh, that is the best way to put it, honestly. And um So yeah, I I'm only I've only played like 2 hours of it, but it's uh it's delightful and i can't wait to see what two is like because everyone has said that two is just better in every single yeah, way i've and never seen or played anything of two so it'd be interesting to hear i'll definitely yeah. like i it's on my list to pick up for the switch now that there's 
now that they've they're putting them both out, and now with the promise of the exclusivity of the third one on Switch, which is yeah. like which is so buck wild, which that is they awesome. Went and just it's, snatched up the it, whole franchise pretty much and threw it on Switch. Well, yeah, two was an exclusive on the Wii U, so yeah, it's, which is um, also so buck wild. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's basically a Nintendo exclusive franchise yeah. now, and it's like the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and it's delightful. Um, I'm really curious to see what three is like, but two alone, uh, yeah. So that game's crazy, and I'm. Awesome. Uh, it sort of reminds me of MGS4, where it's like, I have no idea what's happening, but I love it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sums it up well. Yeah. And then the uh, I just played some of the new Discovery Tour mode that yes, they added that's to right. Assassin's Creed Origins, oh, yeah. which is basically just um, like an education mode for that game. It's actually standalone on PC, which is pretty cool. It's only 20 bucks, And you have the entire map um is open there are no enemies you take no damage and you can explore every single spot of the map and there are 75 tours wow. um that you can take that um educate you on the history and i like history and i i um it's a really cool thing and there's not much to say about it but it's just um it's i'm sort of tired of the gameplay parts of assassin's creed have been for a while i didn't even know you were still um, touching it yeah, well, I only I hadn't like played any Assassin's Creed properly since before, you know, the year was last year ended. But the discovery mode just came out like a few days ago, and so I reinstalled it, and because I really wanted to see the world, because they built a hell of a world um, in that game. But I don't care about the gameplay parts of it, so it's nice to have this free roam exploration, education, history mode. Um, yeah, that's it's if you care about history or find it interesting especially ancient egypt because they're uh a fascinating part of history Um, and so many so many questions still left unanswered yeah like yeah yeah it's it's really good they've they've done a very good job with it and i i have to imagine they do it for all the future ac games which is great because that is something i will definitely i I intend to go through like every tour in the ac game in origins because it's they've all been good and um i like learning about that stuff so I think it's, I asked I'm, this in in the mm. Discord, but how long was uh, that? How long have the tours been, or how long they was that particular? They vary tour? in length. Like, so you just walk up there, like these sort of glowing spots on the map that you walk up to and hit start tour on them, and then you just sort of follow a path. And oh, there are man. more of these light pips, and you walk over them, and a voiceover starts, and you can view. That's all um, in first associ- person. No, it's third it's person. Still DC. okay. Yeah. But you can hold down actually left trigger to zoom, and mm-hmm. it basically turns it into first person, which is actually kind of cool. Very neat. Um, and they vary in length. Like one of them was about like the foliage of ancient Egypt, and it was like two minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. But then there was the one about the Giza pyramid uh, was like three different tours that were each probably ten minutes long, oh, cool. eight or ten minutes long. Yeah. And nice. yeah, it was it was awesome. It's great. I love that they added that, and I hope they do it for all their other games. Um, what a thing to layer on! Like what a it's just it's yeah. such a great addition. And it, yeah, you saying that it, it'll probably be in like yeah, not to know for sure, but it, obviously such a well received feature. I know a lot of people like I remember listening to the Bombcast. They were looking forward to this piece a little bit, and there's yeah. a couple people who, or at least a, a consensus was out that this was something that was going to be sought after for the most part and thinking about how much ubisoft montreal does their homework uh when they're developing assassin's yeah, I mean, creed and the locales and everything four just years have that of, piece? yeah 
yeah, four years of building this world meticulously and um, smart of them to just be like, hey, we built this world. If you want to just explore it and learn about it, here you go. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it pays off for them if, as well after you put so much work into something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's standalone on PC, I think, is really, really cool. For 20 bucks, um, that's super smart. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I had my parents uh, in town over the weekend and I hooked it up to the TV and we sat around one morning just doing a bunch of tours of the pyramids and oh, they nice. loved it. And I liked it as well because, you know, we're all history nerds in my family and, uh, you know, the visuals of the world with education is, uh, it's great. Brilliant. Yeah. I hope, I hope that the next game is the, the um, ancient China. That was the current rumor. Ooh, yeah, that'd be good. Um, that would be really good. And, you know, they would have to do a, another discovery tour mode for that. Yeah. You know, for, I'm actually for really excited for the, the next Assassin's Creed if they maintain the quality because, you know, we've done a full review of it, so I don't need to get back into it. Yeah. I think my ultimate conclusion is that as a gameplay thing, it, it's a step in the right direction, but it still needs some development to make it mm-hmm. stand up to other RPGs. I don't really agree to people that it's a fantastic game, but the world it was one of the best worlds I've explored in any RPGs. It's nuts. Quite exceptional, yeah. yeah. And uh, So yeah, it's nice to finally be like, oh, I can play this game in a certain weird, you know, sort of unintentional way, um, but I'm, you know, uh, it's nice to be able to see all of that game and learn and learn some things that I'm interested in. Um, yeah. You don't get that from games very often, so it was a really neat thing that they added that. So, yeah, that's it. That's all for me. All right. I think moving on to the finale, Ben. <sighs> Monster Hunter World. I've done a full review of this with Jameson, so Jameson knows where I stand in the game. Mm-hmm. I actually but, uh, didn't listen to it, if uh, if I can be so bold to say that I did not oh, listen wow. to your your. My heart is broken, but let's continue. Since you haven't, since and you that's haven't just it, I kind of wanted to leave because I, I knew we'd talk about it on the podcast, and I like to. I don't. I, if I can just get raw for a second, I don't usually listen to your guys' review roundups because I know we're going to touch on them here, and it gives me an opportunity to ask questions here yeah. in, a, okay. in a space that's that feels fair. a little bit more organic. So okay, um, acceptable. Yeah, acceptable. So, I know, yeah, like I like uh, hinted on at the at the start of the start of the show. It's not a game. Uh, one uh, spent a, a decent amount of time talking about uh, in the last the last episode. We'll call it um, about how I'm trying to take. I'm usually a pretty clear cut gamer. I like my my linear experiences or my uh, multiplayer shooters. Um, but this year, or at least over the course of the end of last year and into this year. I've been really trying to diversify the games I play to try and develop more of a palette, more of a taste, things that I like, things that I don't like. Because playing the same games is fine, but you don't know what you love or don't, you also don't know what you don't like um, if you aren't playing a diverse set of games. So, um, Joe, you presented me the opportunity to play Monster Hunter World, and it was a game that when I saw at E3 last year, I didn't give a shit about it at all. I saw it and I was like, (laughs) this is going to be bad because the Monster Hunter games are notoriously fine, but aren't like they don't have broad appeal or they aren't they aren't necessarily accessible yeah um, niche audience the way who I've, enjoy them yeah yeah or at least that was the way i interpreted them was the fact that they weren't they weren't overly accessible to uh, to the casual audience and and there are areas where i'm not casual in games and there are areas where i am casual in games and this was one where i definitely felt like i was an amateur um so when you presented me the op- opportunity to uh, to get into monster hunter world i it was a great time because I was like, yeah, I, I need to play more games and this is a great test. Um, this will be a good opportunity to play something outside my, uh, my comfort zone per se. 
and I just wrapped up a hundred hours of Metal Gear Solid Five as well. So I was feeling pretty unstoppable. Like I could play any <laughs> game on the planet. Um, the first, uh, as someone who is not keen to play uh, system heavy uh, exploration fantasy games. This uh, is a game that did take me about 12 to 15 hours for it to really click with, and that seems to be the consensus I've heard with a lot of people, is it does yeah, take a si- while for Since for you that. haven't seen the review, mm-hmm. I actually said it took me 25 hours for it to okay, click 20. with me. Wow, wow, yeah, wow. I did not really get it when I first played the game. I thought mm-hmm. it, was, it was pretty fun. You know, we did yeah. some multiplayer stuff, and we were just slashing some monsters, but I yeah. just... I, there's, I am a very tolerant gamer. I can play games that I find fine because I'm just a nerd and I just really like playing video games. So if, I, if, if I'm finding a game like a solid 7 out of 10, I'll just play it because I'm a moron consumer. <laughs> that was kind of mm. where I was with Monster Hunter. I was like, yeah, this is fine. These monsters look cool and I'm slashing them. You know, me and Ben are playing together, but I didn't mm-hmm. really understand the enthusiasm behind the series. And then... I think I was trying to explain to Jameson what it was. I, I don't think I really managed to figure it out. There was just something about finding a weapon which I started to find really fun. Because I don't know if you remember, I was using the bow and it was a little that. bit easy mode. You just kind of sit in the back firing mm-hmm. over and over again and there's not really much to it. As soon as I started using the longsword, I think around the same time the system started to click with me. Yeah, I started to understand all the bloody pickups that are yep. around the place with the bugs Crafting. and the, the, the herbs with the crafting, all the forgery. Slinger. And once that all is laid out in your mind, you you start to understand what you want to work towards. Yeah. And as soon as you have aims, before I, my aim was just to kind of keep playing the missions because I didn't yep. know what else to do. But once you start making your own aims, like I want to get this armor and then, and I know how to do it. Yep. That's when it really started to fall together for me. Yeah. I agree. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's still just, up until a couple days ago i just finally figured out um crafting and how essential crafting traps are and trank bombs and everything despite the fact that you get the mission to do them by default it's like hey here's how you (laughs) here's how you capture monsters um and then you do it as a mission i kind of just threw it away in my head because i was like i'm just gonna kill them um, they don't, but they just don't really explain things very well. No, it's, no, and it's definitely a game that I just don't give a fuck about the story bit at all. Like I, oh, no, I love, I love the monster combat. It's so much fun, and the animations are incredible. Yeah, when um, they fight as well. Yeah, oh, when you get a turf war going between two big, big boys who just aren't jiving, and they start to scrap, it's it's great to watch, and it's. And it's impactful in your hunt as well. Like, it can really make or break you completing a, a hunt if you can manage to swing a swing a turf war. Um, it, uh, and, and, I mean, it's been said a billion times, but obviously matching up with buds is, is cumbersome. Um, and it's probably the one biggest detriment I have about the game. And uh, I wish... If I had to make a wish list, because obviously this this game has been incredibly successful for them. I think it's sold over 6 million units mm-hmm. so far. Um, I would suggest that they develop uh, lore or story uh, around the individual hunts as opposed to having a, a one line and then, oh, like once you defeat this monster, oh, and that line progresses. I would like to understand the origins of a monster and uh, and then hunt it and take it down and then 
learn more about maybe a subspecies or it's evolutionary like or because in monster hunter world there are certain tiers of of the monsters that you fight like i know joe you you were just hunting a black diablos diablos yeah is a a big big boy in the uh in the barren wastelands and and the black diablos is an evolution or some type of bigger version of him i I think it might be like a an enraged female on heat or something like that oh see that so the the study or investigation of a species to me would be much more um, interesting and would offer some more interesting uh, storyline opportunities than just following this, oh, no, we have to get off this a giant ecosystem of an island where, oh, there's a big dragon trying to get through because he's going to die or some shit. I don't really care so much about that. I like uh, the rewards and upgrade loops that, that me as a player and a character uh, invest in because whole boy is, is getting gear and getting pieces for gear rewarding yeah it's throwing those bad boys together ever feel good and and making your weapons feel uh just you really own that like you're responsible for your for your upgrades and your armor and you earned it um and so it it really makes it extremely rewarding especially when the fights are 45 pushing 50 minutes like i've had a couple that have hit the time limit as infuriating as it is damn i can't say i've done that in other games spent 50 minutes on a boss like that it's um without like probably retrying it like i know destiny things like that but this this has been a really really uh it's been such a revelation monster hunter world to me as someone who hasn't really had a lot of time to to get uh deep into large uh explorative fantasy would you call this an rpg i wouldn't call it an rpg i wouldn't because you can't level up your character no that's precisely it's an experience based so you're not like you're not assigning skills or building it a tree you're unlocking i think it's just an action game really an action lifestyle game yeah yeah lifestyle is the word that's been going around lately so this it's it's been great fun i'm really enjoying it um i do wish of course it was easier to, to party up with friends but, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, but, you didn't you didn't listen to the review, but boy, did I go in on the uh, the cutscene thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's oh, very frustrating, boy. and it's hindersome, and it just it it bums Stinks. out. Doesn't just bum out you you as one player, it bums out your buds, and it bums out the whole fucking population of players probably because they just want to hunt monsters with their buds in an open space. Yeah, but I, and but one, I think... one thing I said is sorry to interrupt, but I don't know why you can't see people when they're in Astera. Like outside of that one the gathering hub up top, yeah. I think it'd be so cool to see people walking around, yeah. po- uh, posting their quests and crafting armor. Imagine if you could watch people craft armor. How cool that would be! And so I th- I th- something's telling me you can maybe with guilds, but I could also be very oh, wrong. I have no, I'd, I have no idea. But I'd have to explore guilds a little bit more. Um, but no, yeah, Monster Hunter World is is really great. Especially, it's so rewarding, and it and it's really great to enjoy it thinking that i wasn't going to it's been such a surprise yeah. and delight to uh, i didn't know to... if i was gonna like it either yeah so it's just been it's been really fun i can't wait to just get to end game where where you're at so we can so we can tackle some more monsters together Ooh. and to get I'm, to... I'm ready for the elder dragons the big yeah. big boys like i said i've seen a couple streams where uh where some guys from polygon go after the uh the large the large men and, uh, yes, I'm, it, I should be doing it this week. Some and spicy fights for sure. I will. I will be happy to join you uh, with yours when you get to that point. Very, very exciting. So no, I I'll... don't think it should take you that long. I definitely think I took the long way around because mm-hmm. I was doing. I was like 
kind of doing a completionist route of Monster mm-hmm. Hunter, just doing every quest I got. And I, I just don't think that's oh, yeah. necessary no, just, at all. Yeah. I'm just talking to people, and if they give me assigned or optional quests, I just do them because I know I'm going to get parts, and that could turn into something or it turns into nothing. Yeah. And then, it... but when you when you get to high rank, you get a load of those, and it gets to the point where you don't really craft armor because it's good at defense because you have so many things to upgrade it. The, the defense stats to high you're just mm-hmm. kind of looking at what skills they have like, yeah does it have attack boost or fire resistance and stuff like that so i found myself like there, there's times where i can build like a full set of like rathalos armor but i just i just don't need it <laughs> it <laughs> doesn't no, like no. i don't like the stats on it no, no sense, so, then. so it's just like why am i why am i doing this quest to kill the rathalos if i if i don't want his armor yeah. and a lot of the parts are good for weapons weapon stuff is always good but yeah and everything I've taken a, a very long way around beating Monster Underworld, but you know I've still enjoyed most of it. Yeah. So no. Uh, overall, just to to sum it up, there loving Monster Hunter World, and, and I can't wait to play more of it. I, I can see myself putting in the time that I have. I can see myself reinvesting that time and and more into it. Uh, just yeah. Fun I, rec- I reckon you can get through Monster Hunter in sixty to seventy hours. <laughs> <laughs> Join I us. Admit- but the thing is, there's, there's stages of Monster Hunter. Like, once you... I think you have one more quest, Ben, against Zora Magdros. Yeah. And once you do that, it's... The campaign kind of... There's kind of like an end point to the campaign, and you could... If you were done, you could finish the game there. Because you pretty much played against all the monsters, except for, like, six or seven, maybe ten. So they give you the option of being like, eh, if you're done after 30 hours, you can tap out. But if you want to, you go into high rank, and that's where the big boys are lurking. So they, they lay it out in a way where you don't have to play 70 hours if you don't want to. I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear. Um, before, we, uh, before we wrap things up, boys, um, one thing I want to ask you guys is, uh, I guess the community as well to an extent, because now we're, we're on a platform where we can interact a lot more through a podcast with, with the Defend the House community, which is exciting mm. to me. Um, and I'm sure it it does. It's a little bit exciting for you guys as well. But uh, first months down. I mean, uh, we we we've, we've been a month on Facebook now. Uh, very consistent live streaming schedule. We have four exclusive series now. Um, yeah. And uh, up on Facebook. Um, how are you guys feeling about it all? Uh, if uh, to kind of just throw my my piece in. Uh, I'm loving Trapped. Um, I know yeah. it's a little bit masturbatory to talk about things that we're doing ourselves, but um, <laughs> trapped is something that I didn't think I would enjoy doing as much as as much as I am enjoying doing it. And I didn't think it would like it was a good idea. But I, man, was I was I uh, have I been surprised at how just excellent it's it, the sessions have turned out to be and, and the and the editing job that uh, that jameson does and throwing those bad boys together i crack up listening back to them i i look i love <laughs> fuck i i really do enjoy trapped quite a bit it's, it's pretty good so. <laughs> it's okay uh, uh I, I really like the video series lineup that we kind of just conjured out of nowhere <laughs> we just kind of shit it together yeah. and it yeah. just kind of turned out really well i think we have a little while to go when it comes to the live streams there's a lot of things that i want to do to just make them better i think a, a better lineup of games I'm, I'm kind of just randomly picking games and i don't know if people are into them so I, I think i've got a lot to learn when it comes to live streaming but um i think for the first month like it takes a long time uh for things to fall into place i'm surprised that like we've got this far within one month. <laughs> yeah jameson 
Hmm? What? <laughs> you got any, uh, how do you think things have been going so far? First month, here we are on, Fine. Uh, on Facebook, yeah? Fine. Great. Great. Easy. Videos are easy to make, uh, um, and I love Facebook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the Zuck. This is why Jameson's on the team. Yeah, I yeah. love the Zuck. Well, and I think there's going to be at least one more type of video. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. The world's our oyster, really. Exactly. So we can do. We're gonna do one new type of video, one new series a day for the next month. <laughs> Just kidding, Joe. Can you and I talk privately after this? <laughs> I'm out. Uh, actually, I can think of two different things that we uh, that we. Hmm, yeah. Well, hmm. no, it's been. Uh, no, I, I don't know. This has been really, really fun, and, and I'm glad that we get to share it uh, not only with each other, boys, but with, with, with the community as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to touch on before we before we wrap up the show here? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. I think just looking forward in the future, we've got, got some Sea of Thieves, mm. some oh. Far Cry 5 coming out in March, so we'll have that to talk about in the next podcast, so that should be interesting. Oh. Some more Switch stuff. Working on some other, oh. some new games for not only Facebook but for for YouTube as well. So mm-hmm. that's those are some things to keep uh, eyes on. Remember YouTube.com/defendthehouse. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com/defendthehouse. You can join us on Discord at Discord.gg/defendthehouse, and you can join us wow, on wow, Instagram wow. on you guessed it Instagram.com/defendthegram because we couldn't. House was too long. We just couldn't. Yeah, we waited too long. We waited too long on that one. We let that one get away from us, and, and the continuity's broken, and I get a little sick thinking about that that <laughs> handle's out there already taken, but shout out to that individual whom I stare at every night on my mobile phone, just yeah, fuck, with fuck ire. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, no, well, no. Maybe he's a fan. Maybe that's why he snatched it up, because he knew we'd, we'd come looking for it. So if you're I out there, back. if you're out there, bud... Uh, he's going to try and sell it to us. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's just it. Like, Why else would you... Why else would you get that? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna find his name right here, and I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it on the, the thing. Uh, uh, (laughs) Sea of Thieves. Fuck his name's out there. Sea of Thieves, though. Uh, Man, boy, oh boy. Finally. Yeah. So finally, three weeks from today. Oh my god. Prepare for just Sea of Thieves content on all of our. Like the house is gonna turn into a pirate ship. Like the whole aesthetic of the channel is gonna be just defend the ship. Just get ready for it all. It's going to change drastically. Uh, a total brand pivot once Sea of Thieves comes out, for sure. Yeah. Trapped the Sea of Thieves experience. Yeah. Coming soon. Well, uh, everyone, make sure you stay tuned on our, on our just polluted social media links uh, across the uh, across the <laughs> wide, wide landscape of the internet. Um, we'll probably do this once a month, so we'll be talking to you again coming on the end of March. About everything that, uh, everything defend the house. Um, I'm Ben, and for Joe and Jameson, I want to thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time.